Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to FestPod, the unofficial rock festival guide. I'm Neil Wilkinson, with what is a special episode this time round, we've got some special guests. But before we meet them, let's welcome my fellow hosts. This time round, we have Rich Holmes over in North Wales. How are you doing, Rich? Oh, good evening, Neil. I'm very well, thank you, sir. How about yourself? I'm all right, I'm all right. I noticed a slight difference in... Uh, in in what I'm looking at there. You've spent a bit of money on your studio, haven't you? Yeah, lovely, lovely. Uh, little bit of show microphone kit here. Yeah, it's... Uh, you can't go wrong with it, can you, really? Best on the market, aren't they? Best on the market. Yes. Rich sat there in his own little radio studio in North Wales. Uh, we've also got Eamon over there in Utoxeter. How are you doing, Eamon? I'm doing all right, Neil. I'm doing very well. We, um... We went out for a little drink the other week, didn't we? We did. Yes, <laughs> that was very nice. Was yes, very nice. we had a, a nice little meet up down in Notts, Nottingham. Yeah. It's quite posh, Nottingham, to my surprise. <laughs> P- posh. I thought it was very posh. They've I'm got a Paul Smith. I'm going to be careful what I say, but posh isn't what I'd use. All right, should we say middle class? Maybe. <laughs> Is that easier to digest? I'll let you deal with that one, Neil. I'll let okay. you take that one. All right. Uh, <laughs> And uh, our special guests today are integral to making sure that we all have a great time at Download Festival. Before and during the festival, we have Heather Gibb, or Hevs, who organises the Bawdy Takeover with Trish Rayner, who also moderates the Download Forum and Facebook groups and keeps everyone in line. <laughs> Welcome, Hevs and Trish. How are you doing? Are you okay? Yes, Will, thank you. Hi, guys. Doing good. Nice to see you both. Thanks for coming on. Um, so, um, the Bawdy Takeover. 
uh, not everybody knows about that, I'm sure. So can you describe that for us? Yeah, sure. So the, the, the board is, give you a bit of history on it. The board takeover started in 2009. Um, and it was uh, two people, two friends of ours, Carrie and Phil, that actually started it. And they were asked by the team at Download Festival to make use of a stage that was sitting in the village on the Thursday night, not doing anything. Um, so they said to them, do something with it, put some acts on, put some bands on, you know, we'll back it, we'll, you know, we'll give you the, the backline for it, all the equipment. Um, so they approached people on the forums, on the download forums, uh, which Trish and I were both members of at the time, uh, and asked if anybody had a talent that they could showcase. Um, so we got a bunch of people, myself included. Um, I actually sang at the very first takeover. Um, a friend put me forward for it. <laughs> Um, saying, yeah, my friend Heather can sing. So I got dragged into it. So we had, um, oh God, what was it? We had um, DJs. We had um, Sist, Dave, Casey and Gabber Fox, myself, another solo singer called Tons of Fun, a stand-up comedian whose name I cannot remember, Trish, I don't know if you remember it, um, and a burlesque dancer which went down an absolute storm. Um, these, wow. <laughs> these were all members of the Download Festival forums um, and the band Scumface, who had previously made an appearance at the Bordy Barbecue in 2007, came and played it along with a band called Osteria, uh, Echo Virus and the headliners uh, Silent Descent, who you, you might have heard of. Um, they're quite, quite popular named band. Um, so, yeah, so that's how I initially got involved in it. Um from 2010 to 2014, I actually did the photography for it. Um, wow. Again, it was just people from the download forums who were coming on, but it was more and more bands that were coming on because people caught on to the fact that they could, you know, if they had a band, they could they could put themselves forward for it. But we were having to ask for people to play it. Nobody was, like, asking, you know, offhand to play. We had to sort of dig around for people. Um, but I did the photography, as I say, from 2010 to 2014. And then in 2015, Phil, who was running the, the takeover, asked me if I wanted to take part in selecting the bands um, for for the takeover. Um, and we had 35 bands applied to play it that year, which I thought was a huge amount of bands. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, 35 bands want to play our little stage. Um, and you, you, you fast forward <laughs> that to 2020 when we had, 530 bands apply for it <laughs> so yeah it's kind of wow. it's kind of grown um and grown um when i took over um i decided that that we needed a process to select the bands it couldn't just be me picking you know or me and trish picking five bands to go on the stage because i didn't feel that that would be a a true reflection of the, what the, the the festival stands for and the different types of bands that they have in the festival so i thought the best way to do it would be to put together a panel of about 10 to 12 people from the forums um, and, you know, from, from Facebook groups as well, um, put them into a secret takeover um, Facebook group uh, and choose, they get to choose the bands where I sort of oversee it, Trish and I oversee it. Um, and obviously, if they try and put somebody on that's absolute rubbish, we would we would say no. <laughs> but that's never happened. Um, so, so basically, all the bands apply. Uh, we've 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 got it down. We've got it nailed down now. Trish and I. Um, we 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 have the bands submit. We all of the applications go straight onto a spreadsheet. We give the entire list of bands to the panel. 
um, and we say listen to all of these bands make a list of the bands that you think are you know really good would go down well on the stage you know represent the festival are bands that you think are really good we ask them to step out of their comfort zones and out of the genres that they usually listen to and appreciate other genres for you know for their talent rather than it being just a band that they like um, they then send their short lists to me I put them into my magic little spreadsheet and we come out with a list of the bands that are appearing on the spreadsheets the most. And generally we can get that down to about 20 bands at that stage. And we then go into the the secret Facebook group with the selected panel. Um, And we say to them, well, here's the bands that we've, we've got. These are the top 20 bands. Tell us why these bands should play the takeover. Tell us why you want them to play the takeover. It generally starts off quite polite um, people, you know, discussing the, the <laughs> why they like a band, why they don't like a band. And by the time we get down to about maybe 10 bands, it gets really passionate because people then start fighting for the bands that they really want to see on that stage. Um, and, and they get wow. really, really, they get they dive right into it and they, they get really passionate about it. Um, and it usually takes us about a week or so to get down to, well, it, last last year it was seven bands. Um, we actually started off at the beginning with five bands we managed to negotiate more time on the stage and it was seven bands. But this year it's going to be back down to five bands due to time constraints um, because they've got so much to put on in that stage that, that we have to sort of have have less time. So we're going to have five bands this time. Um, yeah, so so it's, it's, it's really good. People get really passionate. They get really into it. Um, and I think it's a really fair way to pick the bands. That way it's not just me and Trish sitting down listening to a bunch of bands going, yeah, we like these guys, we like these guys. You know, and, and it means that we get a nice variety of types of music and styles of music, um, which I hope people see on the stage when they come and watch us. Uh, we used to be on the Thursday night, um, but we've been moved to the Wednesday um, last year, which was went down an absolute yeah. storm. Um, the crowd was enormous. Why did it get moved? They wanted the, to bring in. Thursday? They wanted to bring in sort of more modern um, things like podcasts on stages and things like that. Which, from my understanding, fucking hate them, podcasts. From my understanding, they went down really well. Um, plus One of the ones that you're involved in. Emma. I think they were they were sort of trying it out for the Wednesday night because they knew we were going to be the Wednesday night this year as well. Um, the stages moved. Mm. As, as you know, that the entire festival has moved from one side of. Donington parts of the other, um, and the village is now on concrete. We didn't have a tent, um, so it was a completely different setup. Uh, the stage is a bit smaller than what we're used to getting in the big tent in the in the village. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was really worried when it got when they said it was moving to the Wednesday because I thought it was just going to be an absolute disaster. But it was the complete opposite, and I really shouldn't have worried because the crowd. I think it's. I think Trish would agree with me. It's one of the biggest crowds we've ever had. Um, and it, it was fantastic. Outdoors, outdoors really helped with that. Oddly, um, we weren't constrained to a capacity of a tent, so it meant that people were wandering past and could see it without having to go inside the walls of a tent. There was no limit to the number of people in that area because it was in a tent. So I think it actually really, really helped us last year. Oddly. D- despite the the worries and the meltdowns and the run up to it, yeah, <laughs> they did kind of tell us last minute it was going to move to the Wednesday, and I did my usual panic modes, thinking because oh, the 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 takeover is like I always refer to it as my baby, um, 
Andy Coppin himself, when I did an interview with Andy Coppin a number of years ago, um, and we kind of asked him some questions about the takeover, if he was familiar with it, and he even said it's taken on a life of its own. It started off as a stage just being used for some entertainment, and it's now an integral part of the festival. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's its own thing now. But there are quite a lot of people that still don't know about it. We do have a Facebook group, Takeover at Download Festival, um, if any bands are interested in learning more about it, you know, and and seeing, you know, what it's all about, then yeah, I would invite them to like the page and, um, yeah, it's it's just gets bigger and bigger as we go. So, Hevs and Trish, going back to the band selection of which I've been you lucky been enough to be a part, part of, of quite a few times. Yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to put you on the spot a bit. So how how do you, as the head honcho of it all, keep it all fair? So we've had. All the debate recently in the Glastonbury lineup about not being enough female representation at, mm-hmm. on the festival in the headliners. Did you feel that same strain with with a the takeover? There has been comments yeah. from people in the past. Um, there have been comments from people who have attended the this, the show. There have been comments from some people who have played the festival, um, asking you know or saying that there's not enough female representation, um, and they they would like to see that. Um, we've had yeah. discussions in the past about how we can increase that female representation. Um, but looking back across the festival, we've had quite a number of female bands, um, whether that be an all-female band or and whether that be someone with a female in the band. Yeah. And just to run off a through, we've had Haxan, um, Hands Off Gretel, Naya, uh, Odeus, Sweet Little Machine, Last Edition, who had a... Um, female sax player, which was amazing, uh, Burning Flag, Altered Sky, Defences last year, um, Aquadama, uh, and me, obviously. <laughs> so, and the original, when, when we when we um, chose Sertraline for the um, festival, um, they had a female vocalist when we selected them, but she quit did, yeah. before the show and they replaced her with a male vocalist. So I, I feel that the, that the representation of female artists is in line with the female artists who are applying to play it. Um, I haven't done the actual statistics, but I might sit down and do it at some point. As I say, we had 525 bands apply to play for 2020. There were not 270 female bands applying. Um, There were well under probably 50 bands that had a female member or were entirely female in their makeup that applied for the takeover. So I, I, I think that you know, the, the representation of a female artist is in line with the applications that we're getting. So I would really encourage any female acts, um, whether you're an entirely female band or you've got a female singer or a female guitarist or drummer, you know, which we've had in the past. Um, yeah, apply, you know, put yourselves out there because we really need more female artists applying for the stage so that we can put more female bands on what i won't do and trish will you know trish will tell you this is what i will not do and i absolutely refuse to do is to put a band on the stage just because they've got a female um yeah. quota you know that they've got a female lead singer or they're a female band all of the bands that play our stage are there because they have the talent to be on that stage and that is regardless of whether they are female or male um it just so happens that there are more male bands apply for the takeover than there are female bands so i don't think that we're being unfairly biased um towards you know male male bands or male led bands and i think trish would probably agree with me on that 
Yeah, I would. And, and something that we try and encourage every year with the panel as well is that it's it's a mix of genders, ages, location, the whole lot, right? So that we're getting that mixed bag across everybody um, to make sure that we are not kind of losing anything along the way. I'd like to think that the diversity of the lineups over the years that we've managed to put on have been been pretty spot on um some of the up-and-coming bands that we've seen come through a couple of them have ended up playing the the courtyard stage for example Mm -hmm. they're not just your run-of-the-mill rock bands or your run-of-the-mill metal bands there are ones in there that are a little bit different that aren't just your you know your straight up whatever is going to be going down at bloodstock for example it's that diversity and the talent that goes with it. Every band that is there is there on their own merit. They're not there because we need a rap act. They're not there because we want a set lineup where we end up on a metal headliner and or we don't have a metal band. There's been a couple of years where we haven't really had a heavy, heavy band. Mm-hmm. But those were the best bands that applied. Yeah. And that's what we try and do. But what's the criteria? I mean, um, that, what what gets people up on that stage? You know, what what because you've got a a, a a committee, let's call it, of yeah. twelve people. You said, yeah. So what what is it that really narrows it down? Well, I think the first thing we look for is can they play live? Because we ask them to submit a live recording of their performance. And that doesn't need to be anything professional. I've had messages from people saying, oh, what kind of video do you look? It can be, you know, um, it can be a video from a fan from the crowd on the mobile phone. You know, we can tell if somebody is good enough to be on that stage just from that cabin boy jumped ship. When they, when they applied a number of years ago, um, they did exactly that. They sent a, a video recording in of a fan who had recorded their, their song from a mobile phone in the crowd. Um, but we could very clearly see the energy that that band were given on the stage and how they were interacting with the audience and how they were, they were you know, bringing the audience into the music and getting the audience moving and getting them involved and... You know, the, the the guy who's cornered who sings for, for Cabin Boy Jump Ship is an amazing front man. He's got so much energy. But that's something that we can see straight away. As soon as I heard them, as soon as I saw that video, I went, oh, they've got something because they've got the energy, they've got the music, they've got the, the ability, they've got the crowd going. You know, the, the music is there and, and they, they, they don't need to send in a flawless video. Um, a professional video. Right, wow. Some people do. Some people do send in, you know, properly recorded videos of their stage performance. They'll hire a hall. I've had bands hire a hall so that they can just perform and record it. And that's fine, you know. But we also do a bit of background searching. And, and um, Eamon will tell you this. I always say to them, if you like a band, if you like what they've submitted, go to YouTube, find them, go to Facebook, find them, look at their music back catalogue, look at what they've done, look at what kind of stages they've played on, because we don't want somebody who's already headlined the Bloodstock stage. We don't want somebody who's had, who's been a member of a famous band 
back in the 80s and that has happened <laughs> so you know and it's looking likely that it's going to happen again this year <laughs> because i've been i've been told a certain band are applying that oh, we're thinking God. well not it's not we need bands we, the, the, the takeover should be used as a launch pad it should be used as something that goes on a band's cv that they can say we've played download it doesn't matter that it's not the main festival they're still playing download they're opening download it's the first music that the fans hear all weekend people go mad for it you know so we need bands who a can play competently musically that have you know a good style that have good stage appearance that can get we don't we don't want somebody just standing at a mic singing you know, like I did in 2009 when I sang it because I was shit myself. <laughs> Excuse my language. Um, but we, we want a band that's, go, that's going to perform, you know. So, but we don't want somebody who's too well known. Um, we don't want somebody who's got a major record deal or is out touring Europe with another band. We need the bands that we're looking for are bands that need something like the Takeover to get them to the next level. And I mean, if you look at Red Method, who played last year, um, I know that we we booked them for the takeover to headline it and then COVID hit. So we had two years of no downloads and they had done another couple of things in the meantime, but they're now away headlining bloodstock stages and touring Europe. And wow. that's the kind of result that we're looking for. That's what we want this stage to achieve for bands, you know, is to give them a little bit of a launch pad, but they, ne- they need to be, yeah. you know, they, they need to fit all of that criteria. You know, and and have the presence and have the ability. So yeah, sometimes a band will come out sideways for nowhere, and you'll just be like, "No, I'm not going to like that." And and five minutes later, you're like, "Oh my god, I love them! They're amazing!" <laughs> and, and other times, a band will start off really, really strong, and you know, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is really good. This is really good." And then the vocals come in, and you go, "That just doesn't suit that band. <laughs> that voice just doesn't suit oh. that band." <laughs> so yeah, it's really, it's a really difficult. It's a balancing yeah. act. You know, and, and, and we, we ask all of our panel members or our committee, as, as you called it, to, to look into the backstory of the bands, look at their back catalogue, look at their their YouTube videos that people have recorded of them live, you know, look at the music that they're putting out, look at their, their edited music videos, see what energy they're bringing and, and then have a think about it and step out of your comfort zone. Don't just, you know, if you like metalcore, don't be afraid to listen to something else, a bit of punk, a bit of ska, you know, a bit of blues, you know, whatever's applied, don't apply the same logic to them don't just go for bands that you like and for the most part everybody does it everybody is perfectly capable of doing that i think we're really good at picking the panels aren't we trish <laughs> so it's it's been really successful uh, doing it that way um we, we have had some negativity we I, I was at one point accused of pay for play which I, I just don't even know where that came from because it's like if you can find a band that has paid me to let them on that stage, I'll give you a million pound. <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, you know, we, we we've been accused of putting our mates' bands on, and it's you know, but you're always going to get naysayers. You're always going to get people that aren't happy. Um, it's what it is. It's a competitive thing, isn't it? So that someone's always going to say yeah. that something. Yeah, we've had not a lot of negativity. You need to have a bit of a thick skin when you're doing this because people do come at you. Um, what it isn't is it's not a popularity competition uh, and we've had people in the past you know I've, I had a, a, a band who shall not shall remain nameless contact me after the selection was done and say why did my band not get in my band got more likes than that band and I had to explain to me that's not what it is it's not a popularity competition it's not how many likes you get you know it's 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 not that but the yeah. but the, the thing is is the very next year that same band headlined because they got picked 
that year because the panel chose them. So yeah, it, it worked out well for them, you know. But yeah, that's it's not a it's not a, it's not a popularity competition. It's it's very you know together. I'd for the most part just let the panel get on with it. I will encourage them to converse. I'll encourage them to think about things. I'll encourage them to talk to the other panel members. I'll try and push them in you know the direction of you know telling me why they want a particular band to play and what makes them. When you get down to like the last seven or eight bands, it gets really difficult. Because you've got you've got eight maybe eight maybe nine bands who are absolutely exceptional at what they do that blew us all away and how do you choose? So you then really get into the nitty gritty of it. You then start to get picky, you know. Oh, but you know this is this is a singer going to be you know? But you kind of drive them in that direction. But we we eventually get there. And Eamon will testify to that, you know, because he's been part of the panel in the past and. Everybody is really, really passionate about it, and it just it it gets me so happy that they they all really get into it. A prime example is I fought with Hevs for three years to try and get Viridian on the bill. Yep, <laughs> he did. <And laughs> they played last year, but they should have played three years ago, Hevs. Yeah, and it still, wasn't because I didn't like them. For three years, I thought, these guys are amazing. They're brilliant. They're so talented. I love their music. They're on my Spotify. I follow them. I listen to them all the time. But I really worried that they wouldn't be suitable for the stage because you've got yeah. you've got thousands of people piling into campsites that are excited. They're sort of weekend. They're going to kickstart it with the takeover. They come in. They get their tent up. They start drinking. They come down to the village. You know, they're raring to go. They're all metalheads, you know, and, and I really worried that Viridian would get on that stage and just everybody would just go, what? <laughs> but, you know, I was I was so happy to be proven wrong because we did pick them that year. I, I, I said, right, we'll let, we'll let them on this year. And they played last year, didn't they? And they were amazing. They were so so good, and they went down an absolute storm. So yeah, I, and I, I'm happy to be, to, you know, I'm happy to be told I was wrong in that in that instance. But yeah, they, they were they were. And amazing. I'm always happy to be right. Yes, very <laughs> 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 It was it was an ongoing battle, you and John. <laughs> so, obviously, the selection of the bands sounds quite a, a a process that you've you've got there that's kind of set and it works for you. And it sounds like it can be quite stressful as well for multiple reasons, both before, during and after the festival. Um, but actually, logistically, leading up to the festival and during the festival, and bear in mind, I've seen you two on the morning of TakeOver and how stressed <laughs> you are. How much, how much do you have to actually go through logistically on site to get this on? And actually on the day, what, what, what's your kind of day look like? I'll let Hevs go for this because all I do, I'll be honest, on the day is really just give her the support that she needs. We yeah. run now three events on site, um, all on the same day. So I'm primarily looking after the other two and Hevs has the takeover. So I tend to just make sure she has the support and the people that she needs. Um, but there is a lot that goes into it backstage I only kind of started learning a little bit about that, probably about 2017-ish. Um, Carrie and Phil, who did run the the, the takeover, um, and as have said at the start, kicked it all off for us. Um, they took, they were also admins on the forums, and they took a massive step back and sat down completely in kind of, I think it was late 2015, start 2016. So it meant that Hebs and I were basically doing everything ourselves then. They'd handed everything over to us. That was their baby. It wasn't just the takeover, it was the forums, it was everything. 
So we really divided and conquered and we had to because there's only two of us. Um, but the first couple of years, it was like, okay, I'm going to let Hebs do her thing. I'm going to do my thing. <laughs> but what we learned very quickly was that we need to make sure we both know how it all works. So 2017-ish onwards, I started to kind of do a little bit more in that and kind of come backstage, see how it works, all that kind of thing. But it's still very much a lot of it is is Hebs. Yeah. I mean, most of the work is done. Most of the work is done before the day of the takeover. Um, once the bands are selected, um, I then liaise with the team at Download Festival in terms of arranging their passes, uh, finding out what vehicles they're bringing, getting vehicle registration numbers, and sorting all their access, um, getting all of their, um, you know, their stage plots, uh, what they're bringing with them. Um, I mean, downloads provide the stage. And they provide all of the equipment and the sound equipment that the band needs. All they need to do is bring the breakables. Um, and so most of the work is done before the actual day. But on the on the day of the um, of the takeover, I will I will generally wake up um, in a bit of a tizzy because it's takeover day. Um, <laughs> Trish will kindly make me breakfast <laughs> at camp, <laughs> um, and um, I'll, I'll I'll get ready and, I, and I'll head over. Um, I usually get a leftover by one of the production guys uh, just to make sure that the bands have all arrived, um, to make sure that they know their times um, and that they're all prepared and ready to go. Um, once that first band goes on, we've also got a couple of DJs, by the way, who um, play in between bands, um, DJ Apocalypse. Uh, his name is John, and um, he's been on the show. He, has he? Yeah, he's he's, he's awesome. Yes, um, we had a chat with him at Download. He's lovely. Um, and uh, DJ, um, oh, Chish, what's his name again? DJ, I can't remember his name. He's going to kill me. His name's Chris. <laughs> I can't remember his DJ name. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to murder me. <laughs> I've known him for like ever. Um, DJ, I'm trying to remember what his name is. Uh, I can't remember. It's Sa- like, you're like DJ Soundwave. That's it, DJ Soundwave. Yeah, sorry, that's Chris, the guy. if you're listening. I totally forgot what your name was. Yeah. So these guys and and these guys have been coming and playing DJ slots at the takeover for many, many, many years, and they're now very. I mean, Chish knew John anyway, and, and Chris anyway, but they're they're I now consider them amongst my closest friends, um, because I've known them for so long, and they come back year and year after year and provide us their DJing services for you know for completely free. Um and and they play so you've usually got Chris or John on stage you know get the music started where the crowd's arriving and I'm making sure the bands are all ready and they've got their water and their beer and their cider which again provided by downloads <laughs> um and uh, once the first band goes on then it's just the case of I announce the bands I go usually go on stage and say who who's coming on next get the crowd going and um and then skulk off generally we've got about ten fifteen minutes between sets so it's quite short. But everybody is like at the bottom of those stairs, ready to go before the first band comes, before the band before them comes off the stage, they're all ready to go, and it's a very quick changeover, a bit of DJ music, boom, and the next band goes on. So yeah, I'm, and and we sometimes get visited by um, the the organisers of downloads. We've had them backstage. We've had the um, the band bookers um, backstage as well, listening to the bands because I mean the idea as well is to give these guys exposure to the bigger download you know, the bookers and things like that. And and when they come backstage, it's like, yes, they're here. They're, they're going to hear them. And, you know, I have had a few comments of, well, oh, these guys are quite good, you know, which is, which is, which is great. Unfortunately, I have absolutely zero influence with these guys. Neither does Trish. <laughs> All we can do is push it the bands in the general direction and say, look, 
<laughs> these guys are really good. But yeah, it's a it's a really fast paced day. Um, last year was really horrific because it was it it was lovely weather. It was heat, really really warm. I was getting roasted. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of an issue with getting water backstage, and it was just you know some some difficulties there. But that's all the sort of stuff that I have to sort of deal with and and, and get sorted. Um, and then once it's finished, um, I basically just go back to camp and open beer and have a sit down. <laughs> Yeah, and, and a well-deserved and wait for Trish rest. to come back from <laughs> the, the quiz, <laughs> which she, she and um, Eamon are, are um, involved in at the moment. But yeah, Trish does the other um, aspects of the, the festival. She's most of the organisation, as she said. We both know how to do all these things, but Trish generally does the, the Bordy Barbecue, which we have every year. And yeah, tell us about that. That, I should say, is, is probably something that most people don't get to go to no um so it's a community event that we do every year um it started back in 2006 or 7 um and it basically started because the load of the buildings all got together and wanted to uh, we're gonna, we're going to fire up some barbecues in the campsite a mass of about 150 people um john probin got a hold of this um through <laughs> carrie and fairly went no 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 Let's give you somewhere to go. <laughs> I'm not having 150 people barbecuing, <laughs> please. Um, Just for our listeners, who's John so Probin? John Probin's our festival director. Um, has been for a number of years. He's come in and out of the festival. He, uh, him alongside Andy have been involved. Uh, Andy Copping have been involved in the festival pretty much since day dot, um, wow. in one way or another. Um, John is basically the guy that says what needs to go where and when. So when we did the um, they did the layout change and there was the YouTube video that went out on the layout change, the guy that was walking Heather and I round on that that did all of that, that's John Probin. So that's the he's the big boss man, if you like. He'll probably wow. kill me for saying that. <laughs> he, he is lovely um, though, he is very so nice. So yeah, John wasn't very happy when he heard that there was gonna be 150 people gonna barbecue in his campsites. <laughs> um, and the camp No gas allowed. <laughs> Yeah, and the the campsite manager, um, funnily enough, called Campsite Mick, really wasn't happy about that. So John basically gave the boardies somewhere to go um, and said, right, we'll put on a barbecue for you. And it used to just be literally a line of tables with preheated burgers and buns set up. Wow. Like that's all it used to be and a couple of pallets of beer. Over the years, it's kind of evolved into a bit of a thank you back to the community. So it's generally for um, somewhere between 150 and 300 people, depending on the size of the area that we we get given. Um, we put DJ on, uh, DJ Apocalypse, who's Spike, who obviously you guys spoke to last year and Heather mentioned earlier. Uh, he does double duty for us. <laughs> it helps that he's one of he's one of my husband's best friends. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. So yes. he just does what he's told. Um uh. but it's kind of evolved into being like a mini QA as well now. So John, um not so much Andy, because we often have the Kerrang Awards, the heavy metal awards either side of the festival, so he's not often um, able to join us but cam does try and come now every year so for those that don't know cam is kind of andy's right hand man when it comes to booking 
So Andy does um, the majority of, of the big bookings, oversees everything. A lot of the new stuff that you're seeing coming through is 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 Cam's baby, really. Um, he does a lot of promotion with a lot of the younger bands that are coming up, um, up and coming. So, yeah, they, they tend to come. We get generally a couple of people from logistics as well and a lovely little Q&A session um, and see who can cause the most havoc by asking questions that I can't vet <laughs> before they ask it. So, um, so we've had a number of interesting ones over the years, uh, normally around Lou's, mm-hmm. which is always John's oh. favourite topic. Um, yep. But, we, you know, it's really nice to hear them communicate some of the information. A lot of what we know about the logistics of last year, for example, we found out at the Body Barbecue because of the Q and A with John. So the whole there not being a tent in the um, in the village for the stages, completely yeah. down to the logistics at, at the time between COVID, Brexit, and the Olympics. Uh, com- sorry, Commonwealth Games. There weren't any. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, they turned up on site with the tent and no cement blocks because they. Just assumed that was the case it was like for the, the cinema. There was no cinema yeah. either, was there? Yeah, yeah. yeah so they assumed the that it was the same layout as every other year, and it wasn't. It obviously it was on hard standing. You can't yeah. peg a tent in concrete. <laughs> yeah. So issue, yeah. yeah. So John had to come up with something very quickly, which there was that's that's where the shipping containers came from as well. Um, the festival. Oh, so that's not a permanent fixture then? It probably will be now because I think they were very pleased with it but it was quite a last minute addition um from what from what jp john was saying last year um so (laughs) they've got a site they've got an office on site at donnington now um and john was driving home drove past the airport past the dhl part of the airport where all the shipping containers were yeah rapidly about turned back to the office to go hi i think this is what we could do um so yeah it's really evolved over the years it's kind of Hebs and I take um, applications from the forums mainly, uh, but over the last probably three years, we've winded, widened that up to the wider community. So we are moderators, admins on a couple of, well, on the, the big Facebook group, as everyone calls it, the, the 60,000 one. Um, but we're also in communication with admins from and moderators from pretty much every other Facebook group you can imagine. Yeah. So we extend invites to all of them because they're, integral to keeping all those communities going mm-hmm. um so the bands from the takeover get an invite which if the timings work might be a little bit difficult if at, at times but if the timings work absolutely they can attend um i think it was seeding akira last year got some FaceTime with Cam, which was really cool for them, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and then just the the names that you see over and over again in the community slots um, who are answering the questions, who are keeping the discussion going all year round. And it's, you get a couple of drinks, a couple of beers, a bit of food, um, some music, and yeah. to hear from the festival team. Yeah, it's a really good way for the, it's turned into a really good way for the, the festival to give back to the people who are regulars, who come every year, who are dedicated, who are active on the forums, who are active on the Facebook groups, you know, who help the community, support the community, you know, and it's it's a thank you now, you know, I see it as much as a, it's, yeah. it's a thank you. We, we'll give you some free food, some free drink, some time um, to ask some questions and, and mingle. Um, and it's generally in the held in the 
RIP sort of area, the guest area. Previously, mm. it was held in, was it the fourth stage tent? Was it? Do you remember years, the years, years ago it was in the, the tent uh, in the third, main arena? Sorry, third stage tent way back in the day. Yeah. And and they, it was just a big massive barbecue that they had on, which was was hilarious. <laughs> when you it was very wet, it was fun. <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah. But yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun, and it's really good to meet everybody you know that's involved in the on the forums and the the Facebook groups and put names to faces and you know it, it, yeah. it is, it's, it's a fantastic thing to to be able to be be part of. There's also a quiz, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Yes, there is. Um, <laughs> so. Um, Again, something we took over from from Carrie and Phil, and actually, um, Beamy um, used to run it. Um, and yeah, Heather and I took that on for the last couple of years up until last year. Heather was very much quizmaster. Um, yep. Even though I'm on this, I am not a huge fan of my voice, <laughs> so you will not get me on a microphone. So doing a quiz is not a good thing. However, myself and my husband Tom, we write all the questions. Yeah. We we do a dry run as well. So yep. we we have friends over who aren't going to the festival um the week two weeks before and do it do a dry run in our living room. Yeah. With the good no yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're always such good we need questions to test the questions well. out and make sure they work. Yeah. Um but yeah, we write it from scratch every year. Um, That's a job and a half in itself, isn't yeah. it? Just writing the questions. Drives me up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because there's been a couple of years where um, there's a couple of regulars who go. Um, we've had the Four Horsemen who won numerous years mm-hmm. running. And there's been several iterations of that team as well. Um, and one of them likes to pull me up every year if he can find an answer that I might have got wrong. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Even ever so slightly. And I'm like, dude, you still won. Please stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, but... um, yeah, it's always yeah. very, very popular. But then obviously last year with the... This always happens on the Wednesday in RIP, um, yeah. in the barn area from about four o'clock onwards normally. Um but last year, obviously, we had the challenge whereby we needed to be in two places at once because yeah. <laughs> the takeover was on in the village at the same fun. time as the quiz was on. So it was really hard. Um, but obviously, Heather has to be up there for the takeover. That's a absolute, you know, must. So we drafted in and added extra to Quizmaster for us last year, which is the lovely Eamon. <laughs> yes. I got I got those honours and I got a lot of heckles and a lot of abuse from people who don't like Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly, um, and I, I don't know what I got myself in for really, but yeah, You're it was, doing it was, it again was a great this year. laugh. I say, Eamon, I never Apparently once got so. heckled. Yeah. Never once. Everyone was really nice to me when I was a quizmaster. Very polite. But there was that, one that's drunk guy I... that tried to hit on me one year, <laughs> um, but he was very. Can I just? Drunk, can so I just? I I'm just going to charge you on that, Hevs. I'm pretty certain one year I was just spent the entire the entire quiz just shouting Scotland at you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's not heckling. <laughs> That's just reminding everybody what an awesome country I live in. <laughs> I thought it was a great heckle. Just from Scotland. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, love the quiz. The questions are always amazing. Um, I'm so glad I'm not in a team doing it because I would be absolutely rubbish at it. 
Um, but I have I have been in a team a few years when when I've brought the kids to um, download and they've joined teams and it's been it's been great fun. It's it's great fun and the the spaces go so quickly. Um, as soon as we announce um, that that the people can start applying for it, literally within days, all the spots are gone. All the teams are set up. Oh wow! Um, and that's it. It's it's like you know if you're not faster last scenario, um, it's it's really 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 popular. Um, yeah, I, I took a little peek inside the room whilst it was all happening, and there were no spare seats, no yeah, spare tables. It was full flow. It was yep. like um, it was that same level of concentration. I don't know if you've ever, ever been into a bingo hall, but there's the, the, just you can feel a level of concentration amongst <laughs> the whole room. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's quite it's quite intense. Yeah. yeah, I was quite surprised. Yeah, the, the concentration, and we have people walking around because it's obviously a no phone situation because you can't oh. mobile phones are so prevalent now you know you've got people with and we will literally if we catch anybody with a phone they're out the door um and we do have wow. people like walking around like checking the tables and making sure that nobody's on a phone and you know so it's, what's the prize for this i mean is it a million pounds or what no, no not quite <laughs> download download <laughs> the download team give us um uh, an array of, of items that we can use to to give out as prizes and and these run from like Donington Festival socks you know download dog socks which we had loads of last year right up to oh. like side drumsticks and things like that and um you know band band paraphernalia yeah so every year um chris who's one of the very kindly nice people at vip nation um who works with us on this stuff um they basically clear out the vip nation offices of (laughs) all of the excess match that they've had for the rest of the year they do as a trophy as well which is, is great yep um but yeah, they, they, there is basically a box of stuff and it can be anything. We've had some amazing stuff. We've had um, uh, Roger Waters signed stuff. We've had GNR limited edition stuff. We've had Aussie Sabbath. We had wow. some Sabbath Zippos one year. Yeah. Um, we've had a load of corn stuff, but it goes the other way. So we had a load of boys on. Uh, yep. Kylie, like it, they literally clear the VIP yeah, they nation just chuck everything in a box. <laughs> oh, so they're not choosy about what they're grabbing. No, they just throw everything. everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put so, the box at the end of the table and just shove everything into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because half the time when I, because I go and pick it up from Chris, and half the time when I go and pick it up from Chris, he's like, I have not a clue. But yeah. there you go. There's your box. I think last year um, we had about last... forty-two pair of download dog socks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, oh that, we had the rubber ducks. I know the little rubber ducks, the little lad IP rubber ducks, the little black ones. I've still got mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, some some years, um, particularly last year, obviously touring over the course of 2020, 2021 really wasn't where it, it was pre-COVID, pre-pandemic. So they didn't have as much match. So last year they made it up with additional download goodies that they had. So mm. yeah, as as Hev says, we had the we had the, so many pairs of download socks. Um, <laughs> all of the download ducks, which I've still got some of the download ducks yeah, in my garage. Every time I go and pull something down, I get a download duck in my head. Um, 
old RIP t-shirts as well. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that we've gathered over the years as well, um, where we try to keep the prizes fair so that if there's four people in a team, it can be up to four, um, we try and give four of everything or one big prize and then four of everything else type thing. Um, so some years we end up with leftover stuff as well. What we actually did with a about four years ago now, I basically had a massive box of match from various things and download match and excess stuff in my garage. So we uh, auctioned it off at the Bordy Barbecue for charity. Oh, nice. Because every year we collect for um, charity, both at the barbecue and at the quiz um, as well. Um, so chosen charity every year now is Teenage Cancer Trust. Um, so we've we've been collecting for them for a number of years. Um, and yeah, so it, I walk around with a bucket, <laughs> which is great fun. Um, but yeah, we, we, we auctioned a load of stuff off um, yeah. that was all to get it out of my garage. Yeah. And, and don't forget don't forget the wristbands. Yeah, we we make our own match every year as well. So, um we do wristbands, badges, stickers, patches, um we've done backpacks as well. Um we get them all made up beforehand. People can order them from us. The, uh, any profit that we make from it goes straight to TCT, either in the bucket on the day or um, via PayPal. Mm-hmm. Um, all that we take out of it is the cost of making it. That's it. Brilliant. So, yeah, we've done that for, I want to say we've done that since about 2016, yeah. 2017. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely got 2017 and 18 onwards bands. Yeah, I've got um, the bands as well. Yeah, I've got them on the door. So, yeah, again, I've got a big box of all the leftover bands. Oh, and lanyards as yeah, well. Lanyards so we did the actual well. yeah. lanyard thing, the yeah. holders. Because one of the things we try and do every year for the body barbecue is make up um, little lanyards to go on the front of the stage times with all the bodies' names on them. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So we we have a resident artist, Billy. Billy. Um, yeah, uh, Billo, Billy Long, who does a lot of the graphic stuff for us. Um, and he comes up with a design every year for, for them and we get them all printed up for people. Yeah. And he, he also Amazing. does all of the... Um, artwork on the takeover posters that we that we put out online and um, when the announcements yeah. are done he does all of that for us so yeah he's an awesome yeah. guy shout out he to Bello. he did it <laughs> yeah definitely well he did everything for my wedding so yeah. um Eamon oh, right. a- 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 and Hebs were both yeah. were both at my wedding and Billy designed everything from the save awesome. the dates to the table cards to anything that no had a way. graphic on it <laughs> was yeah. designed wow. by Billy and it was all themed as well because we oh, had I love it. festival tickets, mm-hmm. like gig tickets as a save the dates. <laughs> um, oh, we, that's uh, great. Well, that was the save the dates. Our wedding invites were programmes that were made to look like the old RIP passports that you used to get that yeah. had a map in them as well. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. um, Billy even put, like, QR codes on them that you could scan that would give you terms and conditions oh, like you would do yeah. with an actual ticket. God, he's the attention to detail boy. is incredible. He's a talent. Yeah, guy. but he's he's done so much for us over the years in terms of um, all the download stuff that yeah. we do. 
Absolutely. And you do a lot. You, I mean, it's fair to say all the download stuff you do is a lot. Yes. Uh, I, and I, I don't know how you've got time for it all, particularly keeping on top of everybody in the forum. I mean, <laughs> it's the, the forum and the Facebook pages. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 manic, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it, it, it kind of has a, after the festival, there's a rush of feedback and comments and, and people going, oh, I had a great time. And then it kind of gets a little bit quieter. But as soon as the announcement starts, it just starts building from there. And now that we've we've only got, I think, one announcement to go now, um, once that comes out, it's like this crescendo of madness and it just goes nuts, doesn't it? It just we, It's non-stop. It's constant. It's, it's ending. questions on, we're getting tagged in everything. We're getting questions on the Facebook page, questions on the, the download forums, you know, PMs and you know, phone calls and, and stuff. And it, it just goes <laughs> absolutely mental. I sometimes think I need to take two weeks off my own job just to get all yes. done. But yeah, it's, it's, it gets, yeah, it, we both have, we, we both have quite challenging full-time jobs, you know, that are quite full on. Um, I do quite a lot of traveling for work. Trish does quite a lot of traveling for work. So to do all of this on top, I, I couldn't do it all year round, but you know, we, we do it at a certain particular time of the year when that mad rush happens, and then we kind of trickle it throughout the year. And immediately after yeah. the festival, there's like a, a couple of weeks where everybody goes nuts about what they weren't happy with or, you know, what they loved. And, and we feed it all back to the to the teams that download as well. So so we kind of do right. all of that. We gather all the feedback from people. We, we would rather the feedback wow. was done on the forums, though, because it's much easier to capture than it is on, like, Facebook groups. Yeah. So we try and direct people to the forums to say, if you're going to, we put up posts about, if it was a toilet, so the village, or the you know what stage it was, the the food, and people can can then give us feedback on you know what they f- mm. felt worked and what they felt didn't work, and we then give that back to um, John's team and and they look at that and see what they can do to improve on the things that they've. And we've had some cracking improvements over yeah, the years have, yeah. as well. We, we've had some you really know, really that, good good improvements. We've had some big, some big ones. I think the big one for me that always sticks out is actually something that was kind of around at the time Heather and I started to get involved as moderators, um, which was um, one of the old school boardies now, Ian, um, basically really didn't like how security was. And he didn't like that he couldn't report security. So what he did was went and talked to John. So John brought him in to the security briefing so he could see how it all worked and then spent time with him. And off the back of that, that's where all the bib numbers and all the security having numbered jackets and bibs came from. It's all off the back of that focus group, you know, wow. Q&A feedback loop that we are able, as Trish and Hebs, we are able to facilitate between the festival and the community. It's hard work. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> it yeah. backs yeah. your brain yeah. sometimes. But, I mean, it's worth it. I don't know of any other festival that gets so involved in their community as Download does. Um, I, I mean, mm. and I know a lot of people can be really negative and can throw out negative comments. And, you know, it's not the first time I've, I've been, you know, called, you know, a, a, a suck ass or I've got my tongue up Andy Copen's arse or whatever it is they want to call it but <laughs> looking makes, from it, it from the inside out I, I can really see how much work they do to try and yeah. work with us to work with the community 
Do you know, and the things that they give the community and they give back, you've got your, you've got your takeover, your quizzes, your barbecues, and it's not just that, it's all the feedback oh, yeah. that they get. They listen to their festival goers, particularly um, when it comes to accessibility. That's something where they've had some sore points in the past. The girl who runs the the the, the um, disability, uh, sorry, the access um, download group, um, re works very hard um, along with the, the the team to try and make it the most you know positive experience for anybody with access issues. Um, and they take on board all that feedback. Yes, do they get it wrong? Yes, absolutely, they get it wrong. But they do listen. And they do, do we tell them it. that they get it wrong? Yes, we do. Yeah, really we do. Because one, one, <laughs> one of the reasons that Hevs and I were both brought on was because we were not quiet at telling them when they got it wrong. Yep. And the team appreciated <laughs> it. Like seriously. Sometimes at the festival, John sees me coming and he's like, no. Yeah, yeah. John John calls me the little angry Scottish woman. <laughs> he's like, and he, he said to me once, he was like, and all I saw was a little Scottish angry woman charging across the grass towards me. <laughs> and he was like, oh shit, what's happened now? <laughs> and yeah, I was coming makes- to speak to him about something that I had a complaint about and he fixed it like yeah. that. You know, it, it was, wow. and the issue was that in the RIP bar, they weren't selling soft drinks independent of alcohol. So I thought I had my my twelve year old daughter with me at the time, who's now twenty three. Um, and you know, at the at the time, I was saying, well, what am I supposed to give her if you're not? So I had to take it up with John, and within ten minutes, it was fixed. It's you know, so they yeah. they do they even on site. You you maybe not know him, but John does. You know, he is on site, and he's on site. They're both out and about walking around dealing with problems dealing with it i can't imagine that's an easy job um you know hats off to them both uh but yeah yeah they, they do listen they do make changes they want so, to improve the face of people yeah, well absolutely i mean it's in their in it they're interested yeah. in to make it the best experience for everybody absolutely um i mean i know there's a lot that you do but what what really um what pisses you off the most about what you do? Because there's, there's so there's there's got to be something that you just think it just oh I can't get hold of this I can't get this done I can't make this. Where right. do you want me to start? <laughs> uh, Trish and I have many many head bang moments together. <laughs> um, I think I think the biggest thing for me is <laughs> people not listening, yeah. right? Like. Have the, the repetition of information, the arguments that, as have said, we've been called all the names under the sun, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh no, you're just saying that because you're towing the line with download." And I'm like, "I'm really not. We're really not. <laughs> I spend half my life shouting at John when we're at the <laughs> festival. Yep. You know. And by the way, if you want this sorting, you're gonna have to shut up and deal with it, and let me deal with it. So yeah. pipe the fuck down, please. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's that. It's the the that attitude that comes with it, that's the bit that pisses me off more than anything else. We put hours into what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one point, like, <laughs> there was one point, in, or there is a point every year in the run-up to the festival where basically my husband and my friends go, pat you on the head, just keep you nice and calm <laughs> because the stress levels yeah. are up here. <laughs> and we're still getting, like... We got a question one year in the run-up to the festival, and I'm really hoping Eamon remembers this, about whether somebody could land their helicopter. Oh, no. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Surely not. Can I land Seriously. my helicopter at the airport? 
It, no, it wasn't even at the airport. I know what you want to say. I could cope with that. Yeah. They wanted, because there's, there's a helipad on site for the air ambulance. There has to be for oh. the size of the event. And they were like, I've looked, I've looked at the licensing plans and the licensing application for the temp, for the event notices and everything and the actual licensing and stuff. And like, I can see a helipad. Can I lend my helicopter? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, so now this question Last comes year, up every yeah. year now, doesn't it? Yeah. That's uh, people. Yeah. People now ask it as a joke. You know, Trish and I, Trish and I, will yeah. put a post on one of the download forums saying, "Right, if you've got questions, put them in here." And about four times you'll see, "Can I, can I land my helicopter? Can I land my helicopter? Can I bring my tank?" Yeah. <laughs> they, they just run with it. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I love that. But there is a level of of common sense not being common, right? And that's the bit that gets me more yeah. than anything. Please don't ask me if you if there's going to be a, an outlet, a plug socket in the campsite for you to plug in your straighteners next yeah. to your tent because there really isn't. Uh, you're camping, Yeah, mate. you're camping, yeah. babes. <laughs> you know. You're camping, um, babes. And I think it's that blatant, blatant disregard for people's time and effort. There's a lot of effort goes into the FAQs we have on the forums, the FAQs that we work with the admins of the Facebook groups for. Um, Vicky Castle, who's uh, admin of the, the big, big mm-hmm. Facebook group, she puts hours into working with me and hers on, on the FAQs, making sure that everything that they've got matches what we've got. That's all stuff that's come direct yeah. from the team. Even the, the amount of work that the, the customer services guys put into making sure everything is right. Yeah, they get it wrong. Let's not upload Reading do's and don'ts uh, yeah. To, yeah. to the download <laughs> website again. Um, oh, dear. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Reading is allowed fires. We're not. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, oh, no, you know, that's potentially. Errors happen. Things happen. Yeah. But it's that blatant disregard for the effort and what people put into it. You know, the amount of times we've had demands that bands play the takeover, demands that teams mm. get allowed into the quiz, demands that people get to come to the yeah, barbecue. The and I'm like, no. Yeah, there's there's a level of entitlement oh, no. there. Yeah. And it can get, you know, quite, quite annoying. But I'm used to it now, I um, think. Yeah, God, that's an awful thing to have to get used to. I know. But yeah, I guess being in that position, yeah, I, I guess it's, it comes with it, doesn't it? Yeah. But, um, talking about the the takeover, there's, uh, I believe you've got one or two things one that you'd like to announce. Yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me. I had completely forgotten. Um, so we've been getting a lot of messages asking us when the takeover submissions are going to be going live. Um, so I would like to take this opportunity to announce that the takeover submissions will be going live on Monday, the 20th of March. There will be a link on the takeover Facebook group for you to follow to submit your live video. You may also submit an edited video if you wish, but you do not have to. Please submit a, a live music video, no editing, um, and uh, the submissions will be open for two weeks. So submissions will close on the 3rd of April. Um, they are open for two weeks, so don't all rush at once. <laughs> I know that everybody wants to get in there first, but it's had to be usually open for a week. We're open for two weeks this time, um, just to give everybody an opportunity to submit their um, their videos. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, please drop me a message on the takeover page. Uh, but yep, submissions are going live on Monday, the twentieth of March. So get in there and good luck. 
<laughs> and when do they close? They close on the 3rd of April. So it's two weeks they'll be open for. Right. Okay. Just nice to get some concrete dates in there. Um, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, good luck with that if you're deciding to... If you're thinking about going in for the body takeover, um, and uh, you know, whilst we've got you, is there anything else that you want to use this platform for that you want to say? Is there any message that you want to get out there to people to say? Just come along to Download Festival as early as possible um, on the Wednesday, yeah, uh, and get to the takeover. Support the bands, support the up and coming acts that we're going to put on. And have an absolute blast. It's the 20th, 20th anniversary. It's a sellout. Just enjoy yourselves. Keep safe. Um, yeah, and have fun. Fantastic. Anything from you, Trish? Again, just, you know, sign up to the takeover if you're in a band. Come have fun with us. Come and enjoy the music that we put on. Um, and, you know, stop by the forums as well. They're still active. They're still going. They're still very active. Still going. They're Come and see there. us. You can get to <laughs> us. Yeah, You can get to us directly from the download website. Um, and, yeah, just keep talking to us, guys. We we are enjoying being involved. We're enjoying listening. And we're enjoying being that liaison for the wider community through to, to the download team. Um, but also, I am a little bit gutted that Lee's not here today because I was really hoping to hear his thoughts on Envisions, particularly because... They played the takeover. They did. <laughs> yes. So the one the one time you have someone on that can talk to Lee about envisions and he's not here. He's, he's not, not here. here. No, oh, damn it, Lee. Yeah. No, but I think we can guess. We can guess what he would <laughs> what he would say. Yeah. He loves them. They're his number one band. And I think he'd probably just say thank you. Thank you for yeah. putting them on. Theory, yeah, uh, so we could discover yeah. them. Trish and I have actually seen them a couple of times, um, like uh, separate from the from the takeover, and she goes absolutely mental when she sees them. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I'm not, yeah she, I, she's a bit of a yeah. fan. Yeah, she goes nuts. I'm not quite. I'm not quite Lee's level. No, yeah. so you've you've never actually licked them, have you? Yeah, like she just no. I was going to say I haven't. <laughs> I, I'm not quite Lee's <laughs> level of love for no. them, um, but I do I do get a little bit lost in the pit, which is she does, there's yeah. only she about does, three or four bands. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one minute I've she's there, and the next time <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> yeah, they they really they um, really blasted it when they headlined the the takeover stage. They are an amazing band. Um, I've, I've I so wish them absolutely wonderful things for the future. Um, I can see they're doing really well. Um, they're just about to start touring again. Mm. So yeah, they're, they're they're a fab band. Love them a bit. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much to Heather Gibb and Trish Rayner for joining us here on Festpod for a very special episode, exclusive announcement on, on Festpod. I know. God, we're lucky. Um, so. Um, so, um, if you have found some value in what you've heard today, please consider supporting FestPod on Patreon. And uh, why not give us a review wherever you've found us? We are on the socials and on YouTube. Just search for FestPod to find us on those uh, those other uh, social platforms. And also, we've now got a ton of new merch on sale, which I may be modelling as we speak. Um, I think, Rich, you've got some on as well, haven't you? You've got some uh, 
this, this was a sample for the potential supplier, so it's, it's not as good as the one you're wearing. <laughs> okay, but if you want the design that Rich is wearing, we do have that. <laughs> <laughs> so go to Etsy and search for Festpod there to find it. So uh, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you again soon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Wilco Productions Podcast. You've never actually licked them, have you? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Festpod, the unofficial rock festival guide, is part of the Acast Creator Network.